Shameless Media. This episode of Everybody Has a Secret is brought to you by Stan and their brand new series, Three Women. wondered if someone's having an affair, if their money is a little suspicious, or if the rumours about their family are true. We think everybody is carrying around a secret. And this show, well, it's all about spilling them. Welcome to this very special episode of Everybody Has a Secret. My name is Annabelle Lee. I'm your host and ultimate secret sharer. Producer Eilish Gilligan is on my left. Hello, Eilish. Hi. Hi. And opposite me today is my co-host, Louis Hansen. Hello, friends. Hello. Now, we. I want to talk, Louis, about you. But before I do that quickly, I want to talk about this episode. Is that okay? Yeah, please. <laughs> please talk, please. We always hear you guys listening. You always ask, what happened next? So we figured it was time to check back in with three of our most popular secrets, for any juicy updates. Okay, Louie, before we dive into today's show, some of you guys may have seen on Instagram that we have some very exciting news. Everybody Has a Secret is coming back full-time in April. That's right, we will be dropping episodes every damn week, every Friday. And an extra little cherry on top, not the cherry, the main part of this dessert. <laughs> the main ingredient. The main ingredient. <laughs> Louie, you will be joining me every week. Hey! That one is my permanent it How feels we, right. Louis? It feels correct. Nature is healed. Nature is healed. It's actually really funny that I said that weird cherry dessert semi joke just now because we had our shameless media upfronts last week, Louis, where I like announced to people that you were going to be my permanent co-host. And one of the things I said about why I love you so much is because I think that you make me funnier because sometimes I say shit that doesn't make sense, like jokes that actually don't make sense and you'll just come in and just like make it make sense. <laughs> you'll make it work and that's why I love you. One of the reasons why. So I'm an enabler. <laughs> yeah. No, you're yeah. just like so much funnier than I am and you make me better. Well, you know I, mean? I would argue that that already exists within you. <laughs> but if I can be by your side, no, I especially you. each and every week, it's a treat. Like, honestly, I have had so much fun over the past few years, jumping on for a couple episodes each season. Yeah. How fun is it that we get to sit down and unpack other people's <laughs> shit? Yeah. It's fun. It's a dream job. So to be asked to come on and co-host with you each week is so fun. And look, we've had chats about this off air, but mm. I do feel like it really is hard to find someone that you just vibe with, you have a conversation with, and one that you leave the conversation feeling more fulfilled. I just, I think it's a dream and I'm oh, I'm happy to be here. Oh, you lift me up. You you raise me up, Louis. You <laughs> raise me up. Oh, you raise me up. So yeah, this is obviously our recap episode for the season. Yep. And then we will hibernate for a little while. Oh, yeah, we need to re-energise, if you will. Yeah, and then we'll be back weekly. This is a little taster for the listeners of what's to come. A little taster. Get ready, guys. We do actually, though, have a little bit of sad news. Eilish, 
you have been with us for a couple of seasons, but you work on a lot of really cool stuff at Shameless so Media. Honestly, every day, my Roman Empire is thinking about how much Eilish does at Shameless <laughs> Media and how you have the time. You are over on the Shameless Book Club. You host Stranger Than Fiction. So, guys, plug, plug, plug. Listen, <laughs> because listen, it's listen. amazing. But that does mean that this is your final episode of Everybody Has a Secret with Us. Eilish, how do you feel? I feel actually really sad. Like, I'm so excited about all the other stuff that I get to do here, but this was one of my favourite things that I got to do and it had to be wrenched from my head. <laughs> <laughs> Let's treat this episode as the last hurrah. We're really going to miss you so much, oh, honestly. I'm going to miss you guys. I'll just be outside. <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> tapping away, doing your thing. You, you've been our voice of reason and I feel like... Annabelle and I love to go down these little tangents and these little <laughs> rabbit holes and to have you as the voice of reason coming forth with perhaps another perspective or, yeah. or you might just randomly say, well, have you considered this aspect? And, and oftentimes then, we haven't. <laughs> and then we take a step back and we go, no, we have no, not thought of that. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> so Mother Gill. <laughs> really, you, have, you really have guided us and I'm going to miss you so much. Yeah, you and the guys. listeners will too. So guys, give Gill some love. I keep calling you Gill as well, people at home. That's our nickname for you, Gilligan, Eilish Gilligan. I'm sure it makes sense. We will miss you, Gil. Everyone snaps for Gil. Oh, thanks, guys. Snaps for Gil in the car. Snap, 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 snap. <laughs> Boo- booey, booey. Ba ba booey. Louie, Louie, before we get into this. Given this episode is all about what happened next, first I will quickly explain exactly how the next bit is going to work. For context, Eilish will read out the original secret, edited down for pacing. Louis, I'll give you a brief rundown of the conclusion we came to last time. You and I, Louis, will predict what happened next, before finally Eilish will read out the update for us. Okay, the first secret we're revisiting is the one from the Missed Chance episode. Are you guys ready? No! Question mark? I fucking love these follow-up episodes. Sorry, can we... (laughs) I know we've done our intro, but can we give some snaps to the follow-up episodes? Because the last follow-up episode that we did you know, following last seasons mm. was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And everyone loves to hear them. So oh, I'm, just, yeah. I'm excited, even just as a listener. It's like we never know what's coming. Oh. So here's the original secret. Thank you, Eilish. Thank you. I am reeling and very heartbroken. When I was 20 years old, I'm 27 now, I met my best friend at a uni seminar. When we first met, he was interested in me romantically, but I didn't reciprocate his feelings, so we managed to form a beautiful platonic friendship. A few years down the track, COVID hit and we started to spend a lot of time together. I realised pretty quickly that I had fallen in love with him. But I was also desperately scared. What if he didn't feel the same now, years later? What if he did, but it didn't work out and then we lost our friendship? I remember one specific moment during this period when I left his flat and felt so intensely in love with him. I stopped at the stairs and wanted to go back and knock on his door so badly to tell him how I felt. But because I was so scared, I didn't. Just a couple of weeks after this moment, he met a wonderful woman online. I was super jealous but thought I wasn't entitled to interfere since I hadn't had the guts to tell him how I felt. They have been together now for two years and just moved in together. As far as I can tell, their relationship is super healthy and they are both very happy. I am happy that he is so happy. 
but I have also been in such deep despair for the past two and a half years that I feel like I can't take it anymore. To make matters worse, I recently found out from a mutual friend that he did have strong feelings for me when I was too scared to knock on his door. Oh, I remember this one. This is an episode we did together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I just find it kind of funny that it's taken you this long to realise that you were all- <laughs> Completely. I've no fucking idea how he responded to this as well. So. I will tell you in, okay, a, in cool. a short second. <laughs> You named this woman Penny. Do you remember? You oh, named Penny. Penny. <laughs> oh, it was Penny. Oh, Penny. Her. Shout out to Penny. Hey, Penny. I have been in a relationship myself for nine months now, but my feelings just don't match what I feel for my friend and I constantly compare them. I know this is deeply unfair to my boyfriend and I know I should probably end that relationship because he definitely deserves a person who can give him the love he deserves. I can never say anything to my friend now or meddle with his relationship. But it gets harder and harder to put on a mask when I see them together and pretend like I'm okay with it all. So my question is, what do I do with this secret? I feel like the only option is to distance myself from him. Even the thought of being at his possible future wedding makes me want to curl up in a dark corner. But ending our friendship would also break my heart into a million tiny pieces. Refresh me on, yes. on what we said about Miss Penny. <laughs> you may or may not remember, probably may not remember, Louis. No. You were very upset for Penny. After a little debate about whether or not a friendship could survive this reveal <laughs> and what it meant for her current relationship, we concluded that she needed to break up with her boyfriend and have a direct conversation about how she's always felt towards the friend, who we called Tom, and how she recognises that he's in a happy relationship and she'll need to distance herself going forward. So we said... Tell him, but in a sense that, like, this is why I don't want to be friends anymore because I need the distance. I'm glad current day me agrees with past us because I was thinking the exact same thing just then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, great. great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I back what I said. I also back us. What do we think the update will be? Do we think she would have followed our advice? I am going to support my good sis Penny Mm -hmm. and I'm going to hope that, A, she has left her current situation. B, she has communicated to Tom how she's felt. And C, Tom has responded saying, I've always loved you. And they are now together and are engaged. I'm actually going to agree with you because the chances might be pretty high that Tom, having liked her in the past, yeah, could be like, oh shit, you like me. Well, then let's try this thing, shall we? Because look, they have history. Mm. They have history. And who knows what that conversation, you know, started by Penny. Who knows what that could elicit? Yeah. Obviously, they have history, but they have this kind of tension that hasn't been spoken about before. Mm. So who knows what could arise from that conversation? But I'm hoping it involves a wedding ring. A wedding ring. Okay. I don't, again, not sure about that. <laughs> but all beautiful relationships spring from friendship. So maybe it's good news. Eilish. I really appreciate your predictions about the updates because I believe last time you predicted a baby. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, baby, marriage, yes. <laughs> Because one thing about us is we're, we're not going to mess around with yeah. some vague details. Oh, yeah. I want to know engagements. I want to know baby names. <laughs> and I just want the best for my listeners. We're big picture people. Yeah. Sue yeah. us. Sue yeah. us. <laughs> so good. Okay, here's what Penny has to say. Days after you first got in touch, my boyfriend at the time and I ended our relationship. I think he sensed that I wasn't in it with my whole heart and simultaneously I didn't want us both to be stuck in a relationship that I knew wouldn't make either of us happy. 
good. Mm. Step one, tick. It turned out to be the absolute right decision for both of us. Snaps Snaps for Penny. (laughs) I really resonated with the idea of telling Tom about my feelings while making clear I don't expect anything and expressing the need to distance myself. There hasn't been a good opportunity to do so in person. And to be honest, I'm still on the fence about whether or not I should do it. Okay. Mm. Okay. No engagement. (laughs) It's been a tough call to make. Fair. Last Friday, we had one of our really long phone calls and afterwards I questioned whether I could actually endure distancing myself from him at all. He'll come to visit next Saturday. Who knows? Maybe I'll have the heart to tell him then. There was one comment under a snippet from the episode on Instagram that said, you have to choose your heart. And I guess the bottom line is, that's what I'm still trying to do. Thank you guys for telling my story. I really hope it has inspired someone to be less of a coward than I was. Oh, don't say no, that, Penny. No, I'm, I'm going to cry. That's actually really oh. sad because I think I know what she's saying at the end there about choosing your heart because she's saying that her heart also wants to keep this friendship going. Like she doesn't want Tom yeah. out of her life. Oh, my God, Louis is actually crying. <laughs> I'm like, Penny. You're not a coward. Penny, don't. <laughs> literally, you are not a coward. Not at all. Let it be known, I went to Smith Street Pride yesterday and mm. had a few drinks. So maybe this is just like the hungover energy coming out of me. <laughs> we love that. But, Penny, you're not a coward. No. no. It's a really, really tricky tough situation to be in. Honestly, you're not a coward. It sounds like overly earnest, but you're just a human trying to figure it out mm-hmm. like the rest of us. I don't know what I would do. It's so easy to say, tell him, and then he'll say like, yeah, let's get engaged, and then you'll have a baby. Sure. <laughs> 100%. But no, I totally get wanting to keep him in your life and feeling that a friendship may be the only way to do that. And we've all found ourselves in situations where with hindsight, we wish that we would have said things to people, mm-hmm. be it in a romantic sense, telling someone that we have feelings for them, or just being upfront with whoever in our lives. Like, it's a human experience to just go through the scenario and perhaps not say anything, and then in hindsight go, damn, I should have said something. Yeah. So it's such a common experience, Penny, and I wouldn't necessarily equate that to being cowardly. Absolutely not. Be kinder to yourself, please. And maybe even if you did tell Tom you liked him, He reciprocated. You tried it. What if it ended in a really terrible relationship? Like, who knows? What if can work in so many ways? Mm -hmm. So don't beat yourself up about not saying anything because maybe the right call might even be to not pursue this because maybe you are just supposed to be friends. I still believe, though, that if it continues like this, they're having hour-long phone calls still Mm. and she doesn't communicate how she's feeling and it just continues as is. I still think it's nothing but pain for her. Totally mm. painful. I was thinking when you said the hour-long phone call, that's I mean, a lot. Because surely if you're having that hour-long phone call, from Penny's perspective, there's still, there's. I mean, even in the follow-up message, there is hope. Mm-hmm. Like there's an undertone of hope and that will continue. <laughs> it's such an intimate thing as well to be having. I get friends call, but to have hour-long calls with. <laughs> Yeah. I'm mean, like, I barely do. Observation. Like, hey, guys, hot take. Friends call. Yeah. <laughs> but like, TBH, I don't call a lot of my friends. Mm. And so this, Phone I think. scary. Yeah, phone yeah. calls are scary. Scary and intimate. So I think the fact they're having these hour-long phone calls is, again, painful if you're in love with the guy. Mm. Yeah, I still agree with what we said, that she either needs to be upfront about how she's feeling mm. or she needs to take a step back. Because even though both of those options are scary, I would argue that being in this in-between limbo 
in the long run is going to be more painful. And detrimental to your life. Yes. Like it's going to somehow hold you back from finding someone else or like living your own life. 100%. She's yeah. putting her life on hold at the moment in the hope that he'll turn around and say something. Mm. But if he doesn't know how she's feeling as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. So our stance still stands, Penny. I know you're going to be listening to this. Again, just reiterating how much we are in your corner, how much we think that you're not a coward. We're totally with you with whatever decision you make, but our original stance still stands in that we do think for your own sake, you should probably say something or step back. I think so. Yeah. Guys, we have two more secrets to update you on. But before we do that, let's hear a word from today's sponsor. Guys, you know how much we love a good show recommendation here at Shameless Media, so strap yourself in because boy do I have a good one for you. Three Women, Stan's newest series, is based on acclaimed author Lisa Tadeo's New York Times bestselling book, which I absolutely loved. Inspired by true stories, this is an intimate and haunting portal of American female desire, starring none other than Shailene Woodley. Woodley's character, a writer who is grieving the loss of her family, persuades three ordinary women to tell her their stories, and her relationships with them change the course of her life forever. These three women discuss affairs, open marriages, and an inappropriate relationship with a teacher. This show has got it all. I don't know about you, but I'm so excited about this one. The brand new series, Three Women, is now streaming only on Stan. You don't want to miss this. Thank you so much to Stan and their newest series, Three Women, for making this episode of Everybody Has a Secret possible. Let's head back to the spare bedroom episode. This wasn't an episode you were on. We had our gorgeous friend of the show, Gemma Watts, on this episode. Hey, Gemma. Hey, Gemma. We love you, Gemma. Eilish, could you please recap what the original secret was? It would be my pleasure. Hi, ladies. And Louis. Hey. (laughs) I've been with my amazing wife, Charlotte, for four years now, married for one, and I just adore her. She also has an amazing group of girlfriends. One of them, though, I am becoming increasingly suspicious of. Her name is Arielle, and she was the maid of honour at our wedding. Arielle and Charlotte went to primary school together, so we're talking about a friendship that has now spanned decades. Charlotte would walk over hot coals for Arielle. Without getting into the weeds of it too much, Arielle survived bowel cancer a little while ago, and that experience drew them both closer together than I thought possible. Ariel, though, isn't a very good or trustworthy person. Not in my opinion, anyway. For starters, she has a thing for married men. And I'm not talking about a once-off thing. She seems to absolutely get off on the idea that a guy would risk it all for her, that she's so attractive and seductive that these married guys just can't help but fuck up their lives for sex with her. On top of that, I'm just convinced she's a nasty piece of work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a nasty piece of work we should bring that back it's like a you're a nasty piece of work i should add for context that this is the husband talking Wait. so this is charlotte's husband talking observing the friendship group from the outside right, right, right. which was has never been done before on the show oh, which yeah. was very a male exciting. secret teller yeah yeah yeah. yeah. the leaps and bounds that the show has <laughs> Literally. the leaps and bounds <laughs> 
She subtly makes digs at my wife's clothes and social media posts in ways that I think affects her confidence. Although if Charlotte knew I was writing this, she'd jump to Ariel's defense and say she's just playing and she has a sharp sense of humor. Here's where my real dilemma is though. I truly think Ariel is trying to pursue me now. And then there's what happened last Saturday night. <sighs> I love this show. <laughs> I think I say it once an episode when there's you like do. a juicy line is dropped and you just go, God damn it, That's I love this why show. I love it. This show is a nasty piece of work in a good way because yeah. it can be used both ways. <laughs> that girl is a nasty piece of work. Period. <laughs> When Charlotte and I were having drinks at our apartment with our group of friends. Later on in the night, when everyone but Ariel had actually left and Charlotte had fallen asleep on the couch, I was looking for my phone and went into our spare bedroom. All of a sudden, a drunken Ariel had slunk in when she knew I was alone in there. She closed the door behind her, put her hands on both of my shoulders. Like this. Yeah, fingertips only. <laughs> yeah. That's the respectful way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when someone's in a relationship, only the tips. <laughs> only the tips. Just the tips? Just the t- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we're never going to get through this. <laughs> we have fun on the recap episodes. Oh, it's so it's silly. It's so silly, Goofy. <laughs> Isn't it fun just being so silly? So oh. silly. Well, I was just stretching this out because this is Eilish's last episode. So we're like, let's just roll for hours. Yeah. <laughs> I have a four-hour pass. Oh, like, I'm yeah, bored. we're good to go. <laughs> you got time, right, Eilish? Yeah, <laughs> You're not busy at all. <laughs> okay, so she's got her hands on the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Looked me in the eyes and said, you and I are so alike, don't you think? Obviously, I cut it off straight away. I laughed like an idiot and patted her on her shoulders. Very awkward, but I guess it worked because she immediately got the vibe and got the hell out of there. I haven't told Charlotte about this. Why not? Exactly. Why not? Exactly, yeah. That's what we said. (laughs) It is what you said. (laughs) For a couple of reasons. The main one is that I don't know if this is categorically flirting or crossing a line, and I fear if I tell Charlotte about it, she's going to make me feel silly for misreading cues or misunderstanding women on some level. The second is nothing happened. I would never, ever let it happen. So if I tell my wife I think her best friend made a pass at me, am I risking losing her, her best friend in the world, for nothing? So, originally, Louis, Gemma and I were quite adamant that Dave should tell Charlotte as soon as possible. We felt there was no doubt in our mind what was going on here, that Ariel was trying to, you know... Try it on. Was that how you said it? (laughs) (laughs) Annabelle, for those listening at home, Annabelle's kind of like clawing... (laughs) forward with her arms. Like some to, sort of feline. Like, like a meerkat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what Ariel was trying to do. And we felt like he could gently handle the conversation with his wife, Charlotte, by explaining how uncomfortable it made him feel and explaining, I guess, what happened in that room. Yeah. It baffles me that he didn't immediately tell his wife because you would just assume that when they would have woken up the next morning, he would have gone, Hey, wife, Charlotte, this happened. And I could be perceiving it so incorrectly. It could be absolutely nothing, Mm. but this happened. And it did make me feel a certain kind of way, but I just wanted you to know immediately, even if she wasn't trying to make a pass at him, isn't it just like commonplace and like the thing to just immediately tell your partner? Mm. Yeah. Cause also if she's like, 
oh no, Ariel would never, because whatever, she's just a flirty person. Yeah. She would anyway go to the next social thing, keeping an eye out. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you're giving her a heads up and now she's more alert to Ariel's behaviour. What do we predict the update is? Because my gut's saying that I don't think he said anything still. Really? Mm. I think that because he he came onto this show after some some lovely pieces of advice mm-hmm. and it sounds like you and Gemma gave him some incredible tidbits. I think that he's listened to the episode. He has said, right, I'm going to tell my wife Charlotte tonight. And he has told her. And then she has gone to Ariel and has said, girl, what are you doing? And then their relationship is now a bit fragmented, but at least he was honest with wife Charlotte. You paint quite the picture, Louie, and gone. I hope that was the case. But my gut is telling me that Dave was a bit of a coward. I'm kidding. I'm not going to use the C word. Not we don't C use word. the C word on this show. I reckon Dave just got a bit scared, is my prediction. Okay. Eilish, what happened next? Let's go. Thanks for responding to my medium-sized crisis last year. Medium-sized? Medium. It's big old crisis, Dave. It was quite weird listening to you all unpack my story. When one of the videos came up on my TikTok feed, I knew I had to come clean to Charlotte about everything before the (sighs) algorithm got to her first. Thank you, TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, TikTok. You got her back. It's giving viral content. (laughs) (laughs) About an hour after the video came up on my TikTok, I told Charlotte while she was getting ready for bed. I said I wouldn't bring something like this up unless it was serious, which I think helped set the tone. Then I explained that I'd been stressed for weeks and read her the email I sent you guys word for word. She got quite emotional. She had an inkling that I had never really liked Ariel and said it was a relief to hear me be really honest about the situation for the first time. She was also surprised I resorted to sending an email to a podcast. Oops. (laughs) That's kind of real of wife Charlotte. Because it is like, what are we doing here? (laughs) Really? (laughs) But was grateful you changed all of our names for privacy. (laughs) It's the least we could do. Imagine if, like, Ariel's listening right now and her name is actually Ariel. (laughs) Oops, forgot to do that one. Kidding, we changed that. (laughs) Anyway, Charlotte revealed something I'd not considered before. Mm. She says she was awake, partially at least, when Ariel followed me into the spare bedroom and closed the door. Stop. Charlotte still can't really explain her mental process here. She told me she was really drunk and dozing in and out of sleep, but was conscious enough to realise Ariel had followed me in there. Given I came out not even 30 seconds later, she chose to give her friend the benefit of the doubt and pretended to still be asleep on the couch, even when a tiny voice was in her head saying something was seriously off about the situation. Oh my God. This is one hell of an update. (laughs) She reasoned that Ariel was just helping me find my phone and there wasn't much else to it. One thing I didn't really tell you about my wife in my first email was how non-confrontational she is. She is the world's gentlest soul and she looks for the best in people. Oh, that's love. That's beautiful. Mm, Cannot relate. (laughs) I think that's why I felt compelled to write to you in the first place. I know my wife does not stand up for herself when she has every right to. As her husband, I try to have her back whenever I can. I also didn't tell you about Ariel's situation. It's very fractured and dysfunctional, particularly in the family department. So to Charlotte, Ariel is actually more of a sister than a friend. 
Despite Charlotte being the one who's been wronged and betrayed, her reaction wasn't to feel angry at Ariel. It was to worry that Ariel's bad behaviour might make her completely alone one day. Charlotte says she knows Ariel is her own worst enemy, but feels responsible for keeping her on the right path and sticking around for her when nobody else has. The whole thing just made Charlotte feel really sad. I wish I could tell you that there was some great big confrontation where everything came to a head. I'm sure fellow listeners of the show will want that. But what actually happened next is maybe a bit poetic, I think. Charlotte describes it as the universe working in its way. Because the morning after I told Charlotte, Ariel texted their friendship group chat to organise a dinner. At the restaurant, she announced she's going on a nine-month sabbatical to London. Within a few weeks, Ariel was gone, giving my wife some much-needed space and time to think about their friendship and what she's willing to put up with. My wife hasn't said a thing to any of her three friends, but said if they happen to find the episode one day, then it'll be a sign to talk about it together. As I said, confrontation and drama aren't her style. Thanks for picking up my submission and for all the advice. It ended up being the push I needed to get this stuff off my chest and out in the open. We're much better for it. Cheers, Dave. No, cheers to you, Dave. Dave. (laughs) The one thing that stands out to me is the fact that Charlotte wasn't mad at all at Ariel. And I think that says a lot about, firstly, their friendship, but also the relationship between Dave and Charlotte. There's clearly so much trust there that she's not at all worried about whatever happened or almost happened or could have happened. Charlotte sounds like an absolute gem, but clearly the relationship is super strong. Exactly. The fact that she saw Ariel walk into the bedroom and close the door. It's the door for me. It's the yeah. door closure for me. To me, goes red flag, red flag, red flag. But yeah, just touching on what you said, even though that door closed, which is so suspicious, mm. her trust for Dave is so strong that she didn't even feel like she needed to bring it up with him. Yeah. Dave, I'm sorry for calling you a coward before this and for (laughs) predicting that you wouldn't have said anything. (laughs) Good on you for telling Charlotte. It clearly ended in a great way. And even the distance, the nine-month thing, if Ariel comes back and the friendship resumes, I don't necessarily think that's the worst thing. Even though Ariel said, I'm sure people will be listening to this saying, what the fuck? Like, she sounds like a terrible person. But I kind of understand the way Charlotte approaches this friendship and the reason, I guess, why she's so forgiving with Ariel, because it's like a family type relationship. And I get that feeling of wanting to be there for that person to make sure they're going to stay on the right track. I get what Even though saying. they make a pass at your yeah. husband. I know, I know. That's crazy. Uh, but That's I- wild. <laughs> it takes a really kind and caring person to want to be there for a friend like that. And Charlotte sounds like that kind of person. Charlotte is giving Mother Teresa oh, energy. Yeah. She is putting She's up with giving- Ariel's bullshit. <laughs> I want to go out for, hear me out. I want us to go out for a drink. <laughs> With Charlotte and Dave, because they do sound like very, very lovely people. Oh, yeah. I just want to cheers, Dave. Cheers, Dave. Well, he cheers us at the end of that. We cheers you right back, Dave. We cheers you right back. (laughs) She just sounds like a very admirable person because there were so many instances where I feel like she did have a right to be angry. Yeah. (laughs) When the door closed, when he didn't tell her straight away, when he wrote into a podcast instead of telling her. (laughs) Shout out to the podcast. Sounds like a great one. (laughs) Sounds like a great one. Being mad at Ariel. But time and time again, she is just like coming forth with such grace and like 
kindness and compassion, which is just very, very admirable. It is really admirable. Who knows, maybe this nine-month stint in London will be a time of self-reflection for Ariel. I'm just hoping that Ariel eat, prays and loves on this nine-month sabbatical and just comes back. A changed woman. Yeah. Yeah, I have hope. I think it'll happen. Good luck to you all. (laughs) Okay, finally, we are revisiting one of our stories from the Stay or Go episode from last season. Eilish, could you please recap that one for us? Absolutely. Thank you. So this secret was called My Boyfriend Can't Hold Down a Job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one was interesting. Yeah. There was dialogue. There was dialogue, Uh uh-huh. My boyfriend can't hold down a job. He has been fired or let go from every job he has ever had. We've been together for almost two years now, and we have lived together for 10 months. I knew very little about his personal life before we started dating, but at the time I met him, he was holding down a steady job. However, about three months into the relationship, he was let go by his employer because he took an extra week of holidays without it being approved. Soon after this, I found out it wasn't the first job he had been fired from. In fact, he told me he was fired from his first job due to not being trained sufficiently and subsequently endangering a colleague with machinery he was operating. It was clearly a sore spot for him, so I didn't touch on it again. Although I started to worry, he enrolled for tertiary education, which led him to be hired in a new workplace. Three days ago, he told me he had been fired once again for retaliating against a bully at work. Again, he refused to go into any further detail. I felt horrible for him, but a small part of me saw this coming. I am really worried about our future now. It's hard to imagine our future together. What if he loses another job and I'm left to pay off the rent on my minimal student income? My questions now are that I genuinely do not know what to do. He has untreated ADHD, which I believe could be a factor in all of this. Although I definitely think there is a larger issue at play. Could it be irresponsible decision making? General issues around anger? I love him with everything I have and he is a great partner otherwise, but I don't know how long I can sustain this relationship with him if I am constantly worrying about him getting fired. Yes. So, Louis, we thought that perhaps this issue wasn't her responsibility and that if the issues being presented at work are sometimes due to like anger related reasons, then maybe it may not be something that our lovely listener should be taking on the worry for. We said she should go. I did see a couple of comments talking about the fact that she said that he has untreated ADHD, which is an extremely valid point. From my end, when I was listening to it the first time and the mention of untreated ADHD, for some reason I was like, wait, is it completely diagnosed? Or the fact that she only spent like a very short part of the submission talking about the ADHD. I'm like, is it a main factor? Mm. Like, I don't know. I thought that she would have provided more emphasis on the ADHD aspect if she thought it was a real contributing factor. But listening to the comments as well, I was like, that does make sense if his ADHD is a very, very big factor in the fact that he can't hold down a job. I was like, yeah, team, that's those are valid comments. <laughs> Definitely. I think my main focus when I was listening to that secret initially was the fact that she seemed to be struggling. Mm. And so given that that was her main emphasis in that secret, my thought process was just kind of like, if you're finding it hard to be that pillar when you don't feel like maybe that's your role then I think you should go. And to an extent, my opinion is still quite similar, but I am curious to know what happened and what she did. I think that they might be over. I reckon she might've broken up with him. 
I think they're still together. Mm, okay. I'm hoping that from this episode, perhaps I had a conversation about maybe the fact that he needs to look into treatment for his ADHD. Mm. And I'm hoping that that has kind of helped his career trajectory as well. Yeah. But I, I think they're together and I'm hoping that they've just kind of had a healthy dialogue about why it is that he keeps finding himself without a job and hopefully he's on the right path now. I get what you're saying. I agree with you. I think my thing is the tone of her secret seemed to be a little like, ah, I don't want to be here. And so I'm thinking maybe she called it quits, but who knows? Well, we will know very soon. Eilish, <laughs> could you please tell yeah. us the update? Here is my update. So funnily enough, a few weeks later, he ended up finding an apprenticeship for his dream career and has been working there ever since. Let's go, King! God, you're good at this predicting thing, Louis. Okay. (laughs) He's built up his savings, bought a new car and has made sufficient steps in therapy. Even funnier still, we broke up. (gasps) Oh, wait! I predicted it! (laughs) I love surprises. Strangely, it was him who broke up with me. Oh. The fuck? (laughs) Two weeks before I went overseas for three months in October. In hindsight, listening to the episode recite my story, him breaking up with me was the absolute best thing he could have ever done for me. I didn't even realise how absolutely unhinged it was that he couldn't hold down a job and that he had endangered someone at work. I guess I was colourblind because I couldn't see the red flags. I honestly think when looking back, I was just in a manipulative relationship as I started to deconstruct the two years, I found more and more problems. Nevertheless, I'm completely out of the relationship emotionally and my God, I dodged a bullet. Whoa. I have been having the time of my life overseas with some great hookups along the way. Slay! Get it, girl. (laughs) And I feel so good that my old mate is in the rear view. Oh, I love that line. Ooh, okay. See ya. <laughs> a new update is that I might have even found myself a British boy to marry. <gasps> oh, uh... yes, yes, yes. He has the same goals as me and he has held down every job he's ever had. Too soon to say for sure, but it's looking good. I'm so way. happy. What a great way. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, this is our last secret that we're updating the listeners on. It makes sense that the producers decided to end on a high because mm-hmm. I think that's a very, very happy ending to end this episode. I think everyone is in a much better position now. Like yeah. he's he's found his job. He's, you know, on a steady career path. Mm. She's realising that she should have left the situation a long time ago. She's now with a British hunk. A hunk. And we know he's a hunk. <laughs> and we, we, just, we know. just know he's we a British know. hunk. <laughs> I feel at peace. This has been a wild ride, this episode. <laughs> Literally, we've been recording for so long. Uh, and I want to keep chatting because this is Eilish's last episode. But we do have to wrap it up. Guys, that brings us to the end of this bonus episode of Everybody Has a Secret. Thank you for bringing the good vibes as always. Louis Hansen. See you in April. Oh my God, see you in April, guys. I'm so, so excited. Eilish. Eilish. It feels weird saying goodbye because we're literally going to be seeing you in the office every day. But as we said at the top of this episode, you host Stranger Than Fiction, which lives in our book club feed. So guys, if you want to continue to hear more from the delightful, wonderful, brilliant, amazing, amazing Eilish Gilligan, head over to the Shameless Book Club and hit follow. 
But for now, a big thank you, Eilish, for being just the best. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody Has a Secret is produced by Eilish Gilligan one last one time. One last time. <laughs> Michelle Andrews and Zara McDonald, executive produced by Lucy Hunt and audio produced by me, your host, Annabelle Lee. If you have a secret you're itching to spill and want it featured on the show this year, feel free to email your secret to us at hotline at shamelessmediaco.com. Everything we read will, of course, be kept completely anonymous. As for socials, you can find us on Instagram at Everybody Has a Secret Pod and on TikTok at Everybody Has a Secret. We so appreciate you guys supporting the show. We'll see you in April. Goodbye. 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 Eilish, we are back recording this after dinner mint a few days after we recorded this bonus episode because we received another update from Penny. An update on an update, if you will. And we simply had to fill you guys in on it because it adds a little extra context, I guess, to how she was feeling. Penny was the first secret submitter we revisited from the episode called The Mist Chance. And she came back to us with the following. Eilish, would you do the honours, please? Unfortunately, Tom had to cancel, so we didn't get to meet up in person. My feelings didn't really change now that I'm single, but I feel like I'm a bit more at ease with this situation lately because I had more time and space to process everything. There are several points keeping me from telling him. The first one being, what kind of person does it make me if I tell him? I'd put my feelings first and in doing so would potentially hurt our friendship and their relationship. If I was his girlfriend, I'd be super hurt and pissed and I wouldn't want him to be friends with me, and rightfully so. I'd hate to be a person that causes pain and such negative emotions in general. What good could come out of it apart from me losing my burden? I highly doubt he still reciprocates my feelings. And even if he does, even if he'd leave his relationship, I'd sacrifice someone else's happiness for my own. Also, I'm beginning to think that maybe it would be better for everyone if I accept that I missed my chance and move on. Maybe it just wasn't meant to be, whereas they were meant to be. I guess the ideal scenario to tell him would be if he indicated that he still had feelings for me. Just the thought of sitting him down out of nowhere to have that conversation gives me goosebumps and not in the good way. I know that this conversation will change everything between us. There will be a before and an after. So all in all, I guess as of lately, I'm leaning towards not telling him and avoiding all the possible drama and hurt because I feel like it's actually possible to move on from this without doing so. Huh. I mean, it does make sense. I I can imagine if I was in this scenario feeling a similar way. It just makes me so sad, especially the line, even if he'd leave his relationship, I'd sacrifice someone else's happiness for my mm. own. Like sometimes you do have to put yourself first. But if she thinks that she can move on from this, then I guess you know yourself the best. Yeah, I also really identify with the sentence that was like, there will be a before and an after this potential conversation. Because yeah. I've had those conversations with people where you can't go back. Yeah. There is a noticeable marker in your relationship where, oh, this is where things change. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And it's really confronting when you're in the after period of time to think that, well, I will never get that back. I'll yeah. never have that relationship be the same. So I think she is not 
unreasonable for being a bit wary of that. No, maybe she's just being real, which is something that I struggle to do. So mad respect to you. (laughs) (laughs) And that was your after dinner mint. I hope you enjoyed. (laughs) This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, wonderful people. As we know, I'm on Hinge. Somehow it has become a bit of a theme to talk about some dates that I've been going on as of late and for Annabelle to go through my Hinge profile. Lucky me. (laughs) So it just makes sense that Hinge have come through and we now have a partnership. Yay! Yay! It's happened. They heard and I love that for them. (laughs) Not only is it the dating app designed to be deleted, obviously, it's also taking queer online dating to the next level. Absolutely. In collaboration with Glad, they've created an incredible set of prompts tailored to everybody in the LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah. I love this one, Louis. What is your favourite LGBTQIA plus owned place? What a good question. Well, you know, literally most places on Smith Street Melbourne, in Melbourne, let's Facts, be real. Yes. If you know, you know. I've had many a lovely memory shaking my booty on a podium and being fun and queer there. Do you know what? I've actually seen so many of you lovely listeners on Smith Street and we've spoken about the potty. So taste. Taste. You're shaking your booty, they're shaking their booties. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> These inclusive prompts let you showcase your authentic self and allow you to kickstart meaningful conversations. Hinge, I see you, I hear you. Loving it. If you're ready to dive into the dating pool with confidence and authenticity, hey, download Hinge today. Answer some prompts and show yourself off. Let's go. <laughs>